0: MC Podcast. <laughs>
1: Everybody, welcome back to the SMC podcast. My name is Jamin. I'm the uh, communications director here for the Southern Michigan Conference of the Free Methodist Church. And on the line today, we have Andy Bentz. How you doing, Andy?
0: Doing great, Jamin. How are you?
1: I am no longer hungry, and therefore great.
0: Oh, you had lunch.
1: I oh, did you not? Now I feel bad.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We'll keep. It. Would you
1: like to adjourn and go back <laughs> to this later? I,
0: no, 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 we're Don't good. I'm not getting good.
1: hangry on the line or anything. Uh, no, I,
0: I can control that. It's
1: okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> like a good pastor, controlling his anger. Um, <laughs> so Andy's out at Warren Road. We uh, have been hearing some stories going on at Warren Road. Uh, there was one recently in Mark Van Valen's newsletter of some stuff going on at Forge. Uh, we've also seen you guys coming up lately because you guys are hosting one of our uh, – one of our big events coming up, I believe it's uh, with Deb Hirsch, correct?
0: That's correct, yeah.
1: Yeah, so. Deb Hirsch. Yeah, and that's going to be an awesome event. Have you heard Deb Hirsch speak before?
0: Yes. Yeah, okay. not live, only through video, so I'm looking forward to it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I saw her in Florida last year at Exponential Conference and okay, read, read one of her books since then. So I'm excited, you guys, get to get a host someone who's uh, very talented and very smart. So it's going to be a good yeah. time. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, and as uh, we gear up for things like that, uh, let's get to know Warren Road a little bit better, though. Uh, so I think we've actually we've done some podcasts about Forge before. Uh, okay. You can kind of give us our scoop as to like what has been your participation and learning yeah. at uh, this kind of uh, collective. So let's start with for those who don't know or didn't hear that episode, what is Forge?
0: Oh, that's a great question. There are people that are more qualified to answer that than me. Uh, But yeah, Forge, uh, my understanding started with uh, Alan Hirsch and Michael Frost and started in Australia uh, with them just realizing a a large culture shift and that the established church, fractional church, um, trying to reach its its context was was struggling and ended up fighting over the same group of people, the same slice of the pie, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think Alan Hirsch and Michael Frost, along with some others, became aware that there's this huge percentage of the population that is never going to step foot in the doors of an attractional church or kind of the established church for one reason or another. And they just began to say, this is a missionary issue. This is a missional issue. Um, how do we embody the heart of God toward toward this people? And uh, really began, I, th- I believe, from there, uh, with a the desire to to reach those outside the walls of the church, rather than saying, "Hey, you gotta you gotta climb all these cultural barriers and things that are barriers for you to come to church in order to hear the good news of Jesus." And said, "Okay, church, how do we get outside the walls and reach those who aren't?" aren't hearing the message of Jesus? How do we meet people on their turf? And that's my kind of takeaway from it so far, uh, which is personally challenging and, and Forge has spread to to America, um, United States and Ryan Hairston, I believe is the director of Forge USA. So I think he's also coming to be here with Deb Hirsch on the March 26th uh, day, the training day. So um, uh-huh. yeah, so this is not just an issue <laughs> that. Uh, in Australia. This is an issue that I think we experience here in the United States. It's an issue that's resonated with, with me, um, you know, whether it's trying to invite people to come to church and feeling frustrated, hey, they're, they're not coming. Um, no matter how good of a friendship or relationship, it, it doesn't always work that um, that they're going to come to church with you. And so how, how do we begin to be missionaries? in the places where we live, work and play. Um, and how do we carry the message of the gospel to people where they're at? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a handful of people that were just <laughs> mentioned there. And there, a lot of them are going to be here. Like yeah. I said, Deb and then Ryan, and then Dearborn is yeah. going to be hosting Michael Frost later, uh, as <laughs> well. So that's, these are all people that, uh, you can go and hear from, uh, just check out, uh, uh, Mission Igniter's webpage or Southern Michigan Conferences' webpage, smcfmc.org, to get signed up for those things. Um, But while you were talking, one of the things that uh, especially caught my attention is you mentioned, like, you know, the traditional church is struggling to attract people. But you also said, like, (laughs) the attractional model of the church is struggling to attract people, which I always find interesting, you know, because the whole reason (laughs) we created the attractional model of the church of course, to attract people, and uh, yeah. and and that that kind of became the way in the early thousands to do it, and in many ways, uh, it seems to be the way we're still doing it. Uh, even the city where I pastor, um, I would say the attractional model in my city still has the bigger um, the bigger churches, uh, but I'm always curious. You know, are these people? Are these all Christians coming from other churches? Are these uh, uh, people who are uh, constantly getting saved and adding to the numbers? You know, just what exactly is making up the attractional model? But you just said uh, with Forge they were discovering like this kind of wasn't working and it's led them to kind of look at some other things. So first off, I don't know if you you have any thoughts on all that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that they were discovering in Australia that there are some attractional churches that do attractional very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillsong, you know, uh, some, some churches that we would maybe call mega churches that, that really do attractional well. But they found that even churches that were not mega churches were striving to become mega churches and, and trying to, to replicate what they were doing. And, you know, whether it's here at Warren Road or where I was in Lexington, Kentucky before here, um, you know, I've, I've felt that frustration of feeling like I need to do the things that the big church up the road is doing. In order for us to be on mission with God and to see growth, you know, and just feeling that personal frustration of we don't have the resources financially or even um, even people wise to be able to do what a church of a thousand or ten thousand is able to do. Mm -hmm. And so if we're if we're trying to do church like they do church or compete with them for the same group of people, we're going to we're just going to be frustrated because. Uh, We're never going to be able to compete with, uh, in our area, we're not going to be able to compete with a Northridge. Uh, You know, it's different. We can probably name the mega church up the road for each one of us. But yeah, uh, I mean, striving to be that, uh, just just to get a piece of the pie, and and while there's this large group of people who are not going to not going to step foot in that type of a church anyway, Mm -hmm. I think for for us as a as a smaller church, we're not a mega church. There are a lot of gifts and abilities that we have to reach our community in ways that the mega church is not, or the attractional model church is not.
1: There's a story shared in which uh, I think you guys were kind of finding that niche for Warren Road of how things were kind of shifting and changing around as you figured out who you were. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit that, about that uh, story?
0: Uh, sure. It's, it's kind of part of a bigger story of what I think we're collectively sensing God doing here at Warren Road. Um, and
1: let me Pastor grab Bob. some hot chocolate and sit in front of this little <laughs> campfire I have right here. Take us in.
0: Nice. I need a fire in my office.
1: Man. Yeah, I definitely don't. It's freezing in my basement. But uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, so kind of kind of bigger picture, we began as a church to to really begin to pray and, and commit ourselves to what what does God have in store for us uh, long term moving forward. Uh, this is kind of what we felt like a turning point for us as a church. So at the end of twenty eighteen, our lead team we were in the process of beginning to discern some longer term vision. And it was right about that time that we got an invitation to, to belong to forge for their first cohort here in the Metro Detroit region. And, uh, just really began to resonate with our hearts and, you know, pastor Bob and I signed up. It was free, uh, for SMC pastors. So free is always great. And
1: (laughs) we are uh, free Methodists after all. Hey,
0: yes, yes. So, uh, we we signed up and went with the idea of hey maybe we can maybe we can glean something here for where we're sensing God taking us to the church that's going to be helpful for us as a church moving forward and really uh, I felt myself personally challenged by by the content of Ford of Ford <laughs> we're also close to Dearborn <laughs> um, of Ford <laughs> and uh, so it began to really speak to my heart and some frustrations with attractional church that I have personally experienced. And um, we had already sensed we need to be more involved in our community as a church. And so the Lord had opened some doors for us, even with uh, one local public school, elementary school, um, had, had really given us some favor there with some relationships. And, and so that was something we as a church were already exploring. And, and uh, so we've got readers there. We've got um, once a month, we do a community dinner and reading night, and we're we're praying about next steps there for for what God may have in store for this, maybe um, morphing into some type of micro church and what that could look like. So we're still in the discernment process of what what God may be doing there and what He may have us partner with Him in doing there. But Forge really um, challenged Pastor Bob and myself and um, and so we brought it back to our lead team and said, you know what, we we were sensing we need to be more outward focused and more involved in our community and impacting our community on their turf. And we really think Forge could help us do that. It could help train us to be missionaries and not just as leaders, but as, as a whole church. And so this year we brought Forge into, we partnered with Forge as a church and began to bring their training into our current life group structure, um, which has posed some unique challenges along the way. And we're, we're, we're reworking and tweaking as we go. January was kind of a, a little bit of a reset for us and as we've learned along the way, uh, but we've tried to invite as many people as possible at Warren Road Church um, or connected to Warren Road Church in some way to be a part of this training experience, uh, to to really train to be a missionary, and and uh, we're seeing uh, we're seeing some good things come from that. We're seeing some struggles come from that. It's stretching us as a church to think differently than we thought about church. Uh, and really, for us, probably the biggest paradigm shift is is moving from attractional um, to a more missional focus. And, and that's that's probably our our biggest struggle. As a church, and, and even for individuals, that uh, living as a missionary comes comes with a pretty pretty steep cost, and, and at times a sacrifice. Um, not just for a church, but on a personal level. And so we've got some people who are who are fired up about this. Some people who it's almost like they've been they've been waiting for this. Maybe there's been some some dissatisfaction or, or frustration they've personally experienced with, uh, the way we've done church or, you know, they've, they've experienced that we've invited, I've invited my coworker 10 times, you know, I, I try to try to reach them and, and bring them to church and moving from, uh, equipping someone to, to be able to do more than just invite someone to church, but to actually be the missionary in their workplace or, or to be the missionary in their neighborhood. Is is a big shift, and it's really calling forth what I think it's calling forth what, what God calls us to be—a priesthood of believers—and and, and uh, so I've kind of lost my track here, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I don't, if, I don't even know if I'm addressing the original question you asked. Glad no, you no, can no. edit. <laughs> you were telling
1: us the story over a campfire and hot chocolate,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and so you. You get going on this, and I think a lot of times what uh, some people are what, or what pastors are wondering when they hop into like a, a significant shift like this is you know yeah. how many people are going to stick around, how many people are going to see something different and take off, or is this going to compel people, or is it just going to feel like it's overloading them, or you know just where are all these things going to go? Because a lot of times what we're doing feels at least this was a case that i was feeling at one point is oh uh, man i'm struggling to get people to do just the very simple things we're doing which in some case at church is just just show up <laughs> you know just yeah. just show up if i start saying like now we're gonna do all these other things on top of just showing up is everyone going to sure. take off or is it going to shift a mindset and, and bring things along. So as you were going through this journey, uh, you mentioned you had people they were trying to invite before and struggling to figure that out. Uh, what has kind of been the general shift, uh, as you've gone through this as the atmosphere felt like it's changed among your people or anything like that?
0: Yeah. We are in the midst of that tension, Jamin. <laughs> yeah. and, and and I wouldn't say that's something that even I, have come to resolution on, I mean, we're feeling that tension between, oh my goodness, here we are trying to staff this ministry, and here we are trying to staff this ministry, and we feel like the Lord is opening doors, and, and we're trying to encourage people to be more involved in their community, in their workplace, and if they're doing that, then they may not have as much time to do the things that we're asking them to do at church, and so, and yeah, they're absolutely tension, and, and we are in the thick of that, and, and feeling that. Um, but at the same time, it, just today we had, uh, had an opportunity to meet with uh, local uh, retirement community uh, here in here in our town, and man, they're just look <laughs> they're looking for a church to partner with them, and uh, they they have people who are who are near the end of their life, and and the manager there just feels this burden um, on his heart and. Is, is really wanting us as a church to in some way, come alongside them and and, and meet them where they're at. Cause there's, there's transportation issues. And, and so you feel the tension of here we are on our site, on our corner of Warren and Farmington, and we're trying to staff these ministries and we're trying to do ministry. And, but we can't ignore, we can't ignore the call of somebody saying, Hey, Hey, we need help over here. We have people who need Jesus here, mm-hmm. and and so that creates tension. You know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't ignore the call uh, for, from the community. Uh, but at the same time, you're trying to trying to care for the established church, and and what what do you keep going and what do you what do you stop and um, it's it's a big it's a big struggle, and and we're in the midst of that. I, I'm personally wrestling with that, and. You know, I just feel like if we're if we're concerned with and this this is gonna sound better than it than it may or it sounds cooler or whatnot, but if we're if we're more concerned about butts and seats and dollars in plates and plates than making disciples um, and actually seeing life transformation, mm. uh, then there's an issue, and and it may be. That's something even in our hearts and minds needs to change. And what what do I need to give up in in my schedule? You know, do the things that I'm I'm doing, um, the things that I think I need to be doing as a pastor. Is that what God wants me to be doing, or is He calling me to some other other ways that I can even live this out and model this um, for our congregation? And so we are far from having this figured out. We just are, I think our congregation as a whole. Uh, I, I, we're trusting the Holy Spirit to do some heart work that um, that he just really stirs a passion for us for people around us who don't know Jesus and, and the way that, that we sense him calling us to to be involved um, in the message of the gospel and the work of the kingdom may not be just to get them in the doors of our church where they can hear about Jesus but trying to be more actively involved in taking Jesus to them and being Jesus for them so
1: yeah I think a story that came to mind while you're talking, uh, you know, using that people calling out things like that, is that Macedonian call in Acts sixteen, yeah. where, yeah. where Paul thinks he knows what the right thing to do is, <laughs> or if you will, like this is the yeah. way we should do church, and then he started to do there, and by all means, it seems like the things that he would have done there would have been great and probably made a difference for the kingdom, but for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit like forbid him you know from doing that instead there was that vision of the macedonian man like just hey come over here and he knew suddenly where he had to be uh yep or even even jesus right when he uh, as the disciples can't find him in the middle of the night or in the middle of the morning and when they finally find him they're like all right let's go back to the city we were at but he spent all morning praying he's like nope we're going somewhere else Uh, yeah. It like, Jesus but, knew what yeah. his
0: agenda needed to be. He knew what his yeah. agenda, who he needed to be with.
1: Even though, so I don't know, I feel like the disciples were I'm like, it was pretty successful <laughs> where we were just at. Let's go back to that. And people uh, are already waiting yeah. for us. So, yeah. yeah, I think there's a there's a beauty in, in the honesty behind your words. Just like, yeah, this is hard. This is difficult to kind of figure out uh, what we do. I remember I went through the same thing. It's like, we're shifting everything what's going to happen and i was surprised on the other side people just being so compelled by what god was doing when they finally yeah well, well they just kind of give themselves over to it to be like yeah this was the right thing to do and we we see it now so
0: and i think we can underestimate what, what god can do in hearts of people you know we we mm-hmm. think one way but man if if people can get excited about the mission of God, if the Spirit and we believe the Spirit can can awaken hearts to that, and, and the role that each person is is invited and called to play in that, I mean, some of these questions that we ask just go out the window if we, we believe God is big enough to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I think back to it was one of the one of the videos in, in the Forge training. Um, Michael Frost was, was kind of speaking to some of this tension and I'm reminded back to even some Fresh Expression stuff that was another training that, that we were invited to be a part of about a year ago. And, you know, just if we're so concerned about the health of, of our current church that, that, we're, that we're worried about, if, if we do this, what is this going to do to the health of the church? We may miss the opportunity to actually See how God wants to bring greater health to the established church, or, or to the home church, or the mother church, or the hub, or whatever we want to, whatever we want to refer to it as. You know, if if we as a church really catch the heart of God, if if the Spirit awakens that within us, and and man, I'm I'm being a missionary in in my context, and somebody else is being a missionary in the workplace, and and then all of a sudden we come together on Sunday, for which is when we gather for for our collective. Worship, um, man, that just is going to transform that time. We're going to we're going to have stories to share of what God is doing in us and through us, and in the lives of the people in our workplace. And you know, it it may not be. I think even something that that somebody in our church called out the last time we had an all church gathering, and, and we're going through some of this Forge conversation, that it may not be an either or. Um, But it could be that it's a both and and that the way that God wants to bring uh, more life and and is for us as a church to actually be on mission with what he's doing around us. And and as we're empowered to do that, as we see actual lives being changed, um, it may not be people at the altar on a Sunday morning. It may be people at the desk beside you at work um, or somebody across the table from you at the coffee shop. As, as we're pouring into the lives of people over time and we see life, lives being changed. And that just stirs an excitement in us that I think is missing. Um, it's missing in my life in, in some ways. I think it's missing in our churches in some ways. Um, when, the, when the mission becomes real and, and when, we, when we're willing to do what God asks us to do, even if it costs us more than we could ever imagine, uh, when we see God moving, that's, that's when we're going to see life. And that's when we're going to be healthier as a church. It doesn't make the Uh-oh. struggle easier. Sometimes you, you kind of have to remind yourself of, and this is bigger than me. This is bigger than my leadership. This is bigger than um, the expectations I put on myself or a church puts on me as a pastor. Am yeah. I, am I doing what God's asking of me and leading, leading his church and the way that he he's leading us. So it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. It's not, It can sound good in a recording or a podcast, but the day-to-day it's it's a wrestling. It's a day-to-day wrestling. Am I willing to do what God's asking me to do?
1: Remind (laughs) yourself that it's God's church and not your church. What?
0: What? What?
1: Who would have thought (laughs) We
0: struggle with that as pastors?
1: No way. already shared quite a few stories are there any others that come to mind about how this has kind of been uh bringing some life to what you guys have been doing
0: goodness i think well we are i think in some ways we've been racking our our brains for months trying to find or develop you know who, who can we develop as leaders and and i think what we're beginning to see from this is is it this really is resonating with some people that we maybe would or wouldn't have pegged as this person may be a leader for us moving forward. Mm -hmm. So um, I think even, even on that level, it's, it's beginning to open our eyes to, to see potential that God is bringing to the surface that, that we maybe wouldn't have seen with our human eyes. And uh, so that's cool. Um, uh, I, I think just the, we're, we're really, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but kind of in awe of the possibilities of what the future may look like. And, and while we're looking at that, there's also the fear of, oh, my goodness, who, who's going to do this? We're still, like I said earlier, we're still in that tension. Um, so I think, I think really being challenged recently with uh, Luke 10, too, praying to the Lord of the harvest for, for laborers in his harvest field and and just really waiting to see who the Lord's going to bring along and who the Lord's calling us as, as leaders to, to pour into and invest in. Um, I think of other personal stories that that's kind of where we're at right now. Jamin is we're, we're, we're hungry for stories. You know, we're, we're hungry to see people, um, see ourselves living this out and uh yeah i'm going to go on a little tangent here but that's one of the things i really appreciate about forge is i think a lot of times we as pastors can go into a training looking for answers that are going to fix our people and uh you can't go through forge without being personally challenged and so um i even struggle with some of the some of the ways i talk you know and, and for us Bring this training to our church. It's not just well, our people need to get this. No, no, I need to get this. I need to understand this better. I need to live this better. And so, um, I think that's something we've realized. We brought this training to our church in September, and we thought, oh, we're going to get through the through all the sessions in year one, and by May we're going to we're going to have this understood. And we're realizing, no, this is this is a really big shift. And it's taking us a longer time. So we've, we just hit the pause button halfway through and said, we're not going to go any further. We're going to, we're going to steep or uh, Pastor Bob's word for it is, is we're going to marinate in, in what the Holy Spirit's saying to us right now. And we're going to commit ourselves to get to the place where we're, we're not just learning this with our minds. We are living this out in our lives because, um, yeah, we, we need those stories. And and as those stories begin to surface of, of individuals, you know, um, that's when I think people who are maybe those late adapters, or, you know, when they begin to see this is really this is really having an impact for the kingdom, uh, they may buy in. So, um, think of one guy, it, it, and sometimes we try to make it too complicated, uh, but I love I love the story of a guy in our church, and he's just committed to walking. Uh, he lives right next to a park and he's just committed to walking there, uh, as often as weather in Michigan allows you to do so, uh, on a daily basis. And he's just, he's planted himself there, uh, with a heart to minister to anybody he sees on a, on a regular basis as he's walking at the park. Um, and, and this is a guy, um, with just such a gentle, a gentle heart and, uh, you know, he sees certain people on a regular basis who come to the bar- park with regularity, um, and, and he's just committed himself to, to getting to know people there at the park, praying with people if they'll allow him to. And uh, I love that story because we can make this so complicated that oh my goodness, I have to figure out where the Lord is sending me. And and here he just just looked out looked out his living room window, and there's this park where people gather across the street, and and he's committed himself to to praying that the Lord would open doors for him at the park and and committed himself to building relationships there that will, will hopefully lead to, to disciples being made. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I think this is all very inspiring for not only our pastors, but, uh, uh, just lay leaders and anyone who really goes to church, you know, I, I've been similar to you. I actually remember, uh, i I'm, I guess I'm similar to the way that uh, um, Forge would be trying to advise us to be different from. Is I still remember I was sitting in a college class at Spring Harbor University when <laughs> when someone we had a couple and, classes together there. We did, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember there was one class. I think this one we probably weren't in together, but someone just pointed out um, I don't know something about trying to make their church huge, and the professor was like. Well, why do you need a huge church? <laughs> and yeah. that was the first time I had ever heard anyone, like, say yeah. anything like that. And his response was pretty much what I would respond. responded: like, I don't know, isn't that the point or whatever? <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah. well, you know, reaching people is, but huge yeah. doesn't always equal that. And that yeah. day kind of shifted something in my mind about maybe there is a, another way to do this and then figuring out how to inspire people to be missional and get out there because truth is you know when when you're a small church trying to do attractional like it's pretty it's pretty hard and you're like what all this work i'm putting into and it's not necessarily making anyone show up or the ones who are showing up seem to be christian already so what do i do how do i go from here and I think a lot of what Forge is bringing is like trying to figure out, you know, what what is church from a Bible perspective and how do we be who God's called us to be. And it's cool to watch you guys kind of journey through that to go from one model to another. uh, If it's even if models, even the right word with where God takes you, a lot of times it just ends up being something unexpected. So,
0: yeah, yep, absolutely.
1: Well, any final words of encouragement or thoughts you want to put out before we let you go?
0: Oh, I would say, yeah. If you're if you're curious or interested about this, I, I think the upcoming events with with Deb Hirsch and Michael Frost are great opportunities to to get uh, to kind of get a glimpse at what this could look like. And uh, I'm just grateful for for the invitation that we received and the opportunity to to belong uh, and to partner with Forge and grateful for the ongoing coaching that we're getting from, uh, Eric and Mark as, as we're moving forward. It's, it's, it's helpful. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about what God's doing and there's a lot of question marks about what this looks like moving forward, but we think God's, we think God's working and, uh, we're just trying to take it one step at a time and see what he's up to. So.
1: Cool. Well, Andy, thanks for talking with us today. You can all catch up with Andy at many of our upcoming events, but a lot of what uh, he's kind of been getting into uh, it feeds even specifically into a bunch of the things our conference is doing. Uh, we got the Forge event with Andy, with Deb Hirsch and Ryan Hairston, March
0: 26th. Yes, it is. March 26th. And then, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, right there at Warren Road, you – uh, if you're an SMC pastor, you can actually go for free. You just got to register on our webpage. Free
0: to get.
1: Yep. Free, <laughs> free Methodism. Uh, so make sure that you sign up on our webpage to get set up for that. Uh, and then otherwise it, it's still very affordable, uh, to go otherwise. So make sure that you check it out and, uh, um, get yourself to these events. It's going to be a great time. The Michael Frost event is April 27th at Dearborn Free Methodist. And then we have awakening events going on the first Friday of each month starting, oh, man, it's like two March, weeks. Ago.
0: March 6th. Yeah.
1: Yep. March 6th in Ipsy, uh, April 3rd in Portage, May 1st in Dearborn, and June 5th in Jackson. Uh, that's going to be a really cool time of us coming together across the conference to just worship and pray and see what God opens up, uh, through the Holy spirit, our own kind of Macedonian call, if you will, him, him inviting us to see what our cities have for us to do. So uh, I'm going to be at all four of them partially because I'm leading worship for it, but I would be at all four of them. Even if I wasn't, uh, I love times of worship and just, uh, pursuing God together to see what he does. So these are all ways to figure out what God wants to do in your church to get wisdom to do it and spiritual, um, progression to do it. So, uh, those awakening events, especially are for everyone. So bring, bring your church, bring your fam, bring your next door's cousin, neighbor, I, you know, whatever, but it's going to be a good time. So, And Andy, thanks for uh, talking with us today and inspiring us. Thank you, Jay. And we're excited to come back to another podcast in another year or so and just see all the things that have come as you you follow the Spirit.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great. Thanks, Jay. MC Podcast.